Now in tune with the Talking Reggae podcast. As always, I'm Jay of Street Level Uprising. Uh, my guest on this episode is is returning to the show. Actually, uh, Anthony, man, you were one of my first guests on Talking Reggae, man. Yeah, it's, look at that. It's, yeah. it, it's great to have you back, man. Anthony is uh, is not only um, not only the leader of Soul Tribe, an incredible band, but also one of my favorite people in this business. Anthony, welcome back to Talking Reggae, man. Yeah, thanks, brother. It's good to be here with you again, Jay. It's always it's always my pleasure, man, to talk with you, and we talk a lot. And it's always great. But yeah. um, so the the main thing I want to talk to you about is I know you got this uh, this tour coming up, uh, stretching from Salt Lake City to the Pacific Northwest, man. And and I just wanted you to, to talk about that and tell us all about these dates that yeah. you're doing, man. Yeah, that's good. So um, we're doing a run out starting in Salt Lake City next Wednesday. So it's the twenty first. We're working with Reggae Rise Up. And doing a show out of the Metro Music Hall, uh, teamed up with Perfect by Tomorrow, who's coming down from Seattle, and Newborn Slaves, which are like a local favorite in Salt Lake. So that's kind of launching the whole thing. And then we have this amazing run that I have to give like props out to our girl, Michelle Richards, because this is really like her brainchild. You know, she and I have been working on this, but it was, it was no way would it have been possible. And even I got to point this out, I'm going to talk about the dates in a second. We had a date fall out, and within like three days, Michelle had us another bomb date in another place. And like, this is just the lady she is. And she's just, you know, <clears throat> you know Michelle very well. We're yeah. both very good friends with her. And she just has a, a way with people. And I think she's so genuine in who she is. I think that resonates with people. I know it does with me. So, yeah. Yeah. Give it up to her first for really putting the thing together. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Michelle is, Michelle is that, that per, I, I keep telling her her integrity gets her in trouble because people see the integrity and then everybody wants to work with her and there's just not enough hours in her day to work with everybody. Yeah. Um, she, she really is just an amazing human being who does everything with heart and soul and, uh, and, and morality, man, ethics, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's, that's a big deal. Shout out to Michelle. She's, she's just the best. You know? Yes. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's the reason you and I are connected really. Yeah, like, man. Yeah. In contact with each other. And now you yeah. and I are like friends and, you know, we're going to work together on this tour. So let me talk about that because I know a lot of you guys out there, you know, you've been dying to see Jay come back out again and play some music and we're bringing him out to the Pacific Northwest street level is going to do their thing going to be beautiful. We have three stops together, right? Yeah. yeah. We're going to do yeah. Linwood at the Vessel Top House on Sunday the 20... Tell me 20 what is that? The 24th? 25th? 25th. Vessel Top House. You know, 26th, we're going to be at Mojam Mondays at Nectar Lounge. Yeah. And then the 26th, uh, we're all together again. Oh, sorry. Vessel Top House is perfect by tomorrow. Let's do that. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. The and whole lineup. Then, yeah. 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 And then um, uh, the 26th, which is Tuesday, is in Vancouver, Washington with Coloso. Yeah. So it should just be a dynamite run. You know, yeah. And I, I got to say something about this. Um, mm -hmm. just, just tell people about you. So, like, you and I have talked before. We're, we're, we're trying to plan other tours and stuff before. But right. for this, man, like, Anthony didn't have to ask me to come out and play these few dates up and he didn't he didn't need me you know what i mean but he just called me up and said hey man what would you think about jumping on a plane coming out and doing this and it's like um 
That was just so cool of you, man. It's like I want, uh, I, I want, I want people to know who you are, man. As far as the, the type of person you are, man. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, and I'm not, and I'm not just having him back on talking reggae because he added me to the dates. We, we were planning on doing this long. Before it, it was that added. and a little cash on the side. <laughs> <laughs> the check is in the mail, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm I'm so looking forward, and I've known you for you know at least a year and a half now, I think. And yep. like, but you know, everything being what it is, we haven't actually met face to face, and uh, so that's going to be super cool. Just being able to hang out with you and your guys, and and you know, man, tell everybody too um, about your band, man. Tell tell talk to me about the individual guys in your band, and uh, and what all of your expectations are for this tour. Yeah. Well, first is paul gonzalez or paul three and that's like that's my man behind the drums i mean um you know it's he and i are like the partnership that makes this thing move forward really you know like soul tribe was originally my idea he came on a couple tours into it but that was ages ago and we've been like running together ever since he's like the heart and soul of the group and um, he had gone away for a bit and had several personal tragedies that kind of kept him off the drums, including nearly losing his life in a car accident. And they thought he would never walk again. And now this dude's like power lifting 300 pounds and like slamming behind the drums, you know? So that's beautiful, you know? And, um, you know, he recently lost his son, which affected us all very deeply, still does, you know? Um, it was his son, but you know, he's a brother to me. And so it was like losing a nephew for me personally. And we raised our kids together and 19 year old kid. Um, and we're going to get back into that. I have a whole thing about that that actually turns into this uh, beautiful story that we're going to talk about. Um, but nonetheless, Paul is one of the most um, accomplished drummers from San Antonio. He's toured Europe with other groups. And, you know, he was originally a metal drummer for years. And Reggae music has like become pretty much his like exclusive thing. He still gets offers to do that metal and he just loves the community. He loves the like energy. And of course, like Soul Tribe, you know, we call it reggae alternative or concrete jungle reggae because we're like an inner city crew and a lot of our influences are like metal and hip hop and EDM and this kind of stuff comes into it. So we come out a little more aggressively and he really likes that. So, yeah. you know. That's yeah, something that's something you guys have and us have in common is we're we're definitely more on the aggressive end of the reggae spectrum for sure, yeah, man. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It makes a good it makes a good parent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so then uh returning on the keyboards, we I did we did a four-month tour, which sounds awesome. We were a, a fresh band, not a lot of people knew who we were. We booked a four-month tour circling the United States, living out the back of the van like hard road in it. And um, Brian was the keyboardist on that run. And to other bands out there that are thinking that's a good idea, caution you against it. Like it, it was just, it was so rough on us personally. And, you know, Brian was actually the only person after that tour that was able to carry on with the group because not because any of us weren't friends anymore, but that puts a huge tax on people's home life and the things they have to take care of. So Brian went on the following tour, no U-turn with me and Paul and our bassist Bob at the time. And then, you know, he wasn't able to keep running with us. You know, he had his own things going on at home. And now 
we've come full circle and he's back in the crew and brian is he's he's has a better mind for music theory than myself even though i write a lot of the music you know he understands some fairly advanced concepts and and sound design his sample work and effects chains and stuff like that so he's got that whole thing plus a little like classical background so there'll be some little breakdowns and stuff like that going on you know yeah he's a good brother like you know i love that man so much and recently we <laughs> we picked up the bassist that was formerly with saltwater slide which is another um heavy hitter in san antonio you know they this guy's got out to do weekend at wolfies and some stuff like that and then their singer went to go on to be a songwriter in nashville and the band kind of disperse from there so good for him and good for us because we have edson who's with us now and edson is uh hails from mexico city so he brings like a little bit of some uh some of that culture you know to a group that's already like like we're we are brown from san antonio like we are we are as, as you know rooted in our latino culture as we could be while also like reggae music expands our like reach into learning about all the other cultures that all come together musically so you know he kind of puts a nice like pop on that and he's it's a good brother got a lot of heart you know like and he like paul and i you know when we're not on the road might be surprising to some of you guys to know that like we're at home being dads like jay you know <laughs> and like you know and we're just being family men and we just love our families and that's what we do and you know and uh i know there's a lot of parents out there that watch this and you can understand you know you spend time away from these precious people and your your partners or whatever it is you know you're you're my for me like my mom is very close to me and you know these people that you just need in your life and so that's what we do when we're not on tour and i like that about edson too you know he's got a 14 year old son and you know he's there for him so i love it you know it's so it's it's the most important thing man like going back to like you talking about those four month tours like that don't work real well either when you got kids and you know no. and for people like us man like we we put our kids ahead of everything we do and so yeah. you know we we find there, there's ways to tour man you know if if you want to know how to tour like watch watch anthony because anthony knows how to do it and a lot of like you said man like a lot of bands don't it's like I see bands from like the East Coast get in the van and go to California. It's like y'all are gonna get killed your right. first time out. It's like it's, you might run out of gas trying to cross the Rockies. Like you don't understand like how the expense and everything that goes along with doing that. It's like there's ways to tour without going out for a long stretch at one time when you're a beginning band or even an intermediate band. So right. and and, yeah. and in fairness, and in fairness, thank you for the compliment. But in fairness to them, we made all the mistakes you possibly could on the road. And yeah, I did that too. I learned. I learned. That's, yeah, that's yeah. how we figured it out. <laughs> yeah, not learning, not watching other people make mistakes and learning from those. No, like, yeah. no, no. that would have been no. smart. We're gonna do that. Yeah. No, man, I had to do. I had to do that on my own. Well, you know, man, when I was coming up, because you know, like, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm not, I'm not 20 years old. You know, when I was coming up, it's like that's what you did. You got in the van and you toured for weeks, months, because that's what you were supposed to do. It's like we didn't know no better, and then we did it, and we said, wait yeah. a second. There's got to be a better way. And the in the internet, because I can say that because when I started, the internet was still kind of a new thing. Um, yeah. Not everyone actually had the internet. There were no smartphones when I first started touring. Um, right. But yeah, so the internet helps to be able to do like these bite-sized tours too, man. But that's really, that's really the way to go for up-and-coming bands, man. It's like, don't, 
don't try to do these nationwide treks, man. Listen, yeah, to, listen to Anthony. Yeah, you know, you need you need some some to, in order to do that kind of thing. You need some serious backing. And if I could tell a story, a very Texas story, right? So South by Southwest, I'm sure everybody is familiar with the festival in Austin. All the music industry come there, and it's a big networking thing on top of a bunch of great shows, right? But during the day, it's a networking thing. And at the time, this is many maybe 2012 South by Southwest. Um, I ran into the VP of something or other at Sony Records. And he, I, I knew I had his ear for a minute. And I just, I, in, you know, I, I guess maybe I'm not looking at it. I probably should have pitched him my thing. But I asked him his advice, right? I said, what advice would you have for a band? And it was the very best and probably the worst advice I got at the same time for a band in our position. He said, get on the road, stay on the road. That's what he said. And we did that. We like, we lived it. And, and I feel like, I feel like, if you're a um, senior executive at a major record label, that concept makes sense. When you're a DIY musician, you know, there's a lot of other things that yeah. need to be taken care of at the same time. Like our social media, we didn't even grow that for all many of the years we were touring. We just started growing that the past, you know, four years or whatever the case might be. So, you know, or focusing on, I mean, we always focused on recording, releasing material, but even knowing how to release it correctly, I still feel like. I haven't done due diligence on a release up to this point. And I'm excited for the next release we do to put like really stop and take the time for that. But that's what it is. Like yeah. you have to stop if you're a DIY musician and focus on things one at a time sometimes. Yeah, man. When I was, you know, when I was still in Kansas, we we had this thing where we hate touring in the winter anyway. So mm -hmm. we we had our, you know, seven months or so, seven, eight months out of the year, we'd play shows. And in right. the winter is when we write, record, and whatever like that. So it was it was like a natural kind of rhythm that we got into of being able to do yeah. that. But but yeah, man, Sony can say that because you know Sony can front you all that money that you're going to owe them anyway if you don't. Yeah. So like that's a whole other music business discussion we <laughs> yeah, get into, yeah. man. Maybe uh you know me me and Anthony maybe we'll do a, we'll do a, a you know a we got screwed music business podcast or something one of these times. Yeah, well, it'll be like a two and three part episode <laughs> situation, you know. Like, how much time? How much time do we have? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, so, uh, yeah. Talk, talk to me. Let's let's go date by date on this tour, Good. man. Let's okay. go. Just kick us off. Salt Lake City on the twenty first, uh, and then the twenty second Thursday. So this is a week from yesterday. Well, whenever this comes out, you'll know this is when we recorded it. And then we're going to be in, right? We're going to be in Portland. We're doing a private party uh, for uh, like some reggae fam there that really like uh, supports, you know, touring groups and has a big group uh, following that will come to the thing. Uh, and Michelle, who we mentioned before, grew up in Portland. So that's, that's nice. We got some, some links coming through there. Thank and you. then after that, we're going to Yakima, Washington, hot capital. We're going to team up again with Perfect by Tomorrow. Whom, if none of y'all know who I'm talking about, most of you do. If you're one of those people who doesn't, you need to go check those guys out. Like they're yeah. really up and coming now. I, see I just did a podcast with them just a few weeks ago. Um, well, then what you need to do is you yeah. need to go back on the YouTube page and check watch it that out. podcast. Yep. Right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, and we're so grateful that these guys are on board with us, you know, to, to have somebody from the region, you know, be part of what we're doing. You know, it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal to us. You know, so we're we're gonna go back to Hop Capital and we're gonna do that. And then on Saturday, we're doing another private party 
pseudo. It's like, go through and get the invite and come on through if you're in the area. Lion Pride, people in the Tacoma area know exactly what I'm talking about. I know them too, yeah. Yeah, they're they're a big production company and they have a property that has a bunch of dope production value to it that they just made part of their thing with a professional stage, bar, all that kind of stuff that you would expect, but in like a private party kind of environment, which is nice. There will be, um, and for those of you that aren't close to Tacoma, but you're in the greater area, they have tour buses that will pick you up in groups from your houses, not tour buses, sorry, party buses, party bus, yeah. and roll you back home. And for those people that are interested in the VIP, one of those party buses is going to have Soul Tribe on board with some acoustics, and we're going to jam you all the way back to the party. That's so, cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, nice. I good. like it. I yeah, like that. Yeah. So we're calling it, we're calling it the, the Babylon by bus package. You know, so Bob Marley fans know what we're talking about. Yes. So like uh, um, following day, we have a festival in Snohomish. Uh, it's a daytime with a bunch of uh, crews from around the area, bands um, that are going to be playing with us, a good lineup. And that evening is when we uh, head over to... Uh, Jay, are you on the Snohomish bill? I feel like you are. Is that the Sunday or Saturday? Sunday, yeah. Yeah, if it's Sunday, I, I, I think so. Yeah. I Jay, go when Michelle man, tells me to go. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both, right? Yeah. And so, uh, um, so that's a daytime Sunday, Snohomish. Come, come out, figure it out. And then Sunday night, we're going to be in Linwood at the Vessel Tap House again with Street Level Uprising and Perfect by Tomorrow. That should be a dope show, um, say the least. And then Mojam Mondays, we're gonna we're gonna come down there and kick it with the local music scene. Uh, we have a featured performance we're going to do. Not really a performance, it's a jam. So we're going to get up there and we're going to just jam. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm 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 definitely intrigued by that because I don't think I've ever, like I've done open jams before, but to have like one that's like really fixated on kind of what we do is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because it's a kind of a unique thing. Yeah, you know, and I this would be my first time to experience it, but from what the locals and people in the region have told me, it's, you know, it's a place where musicians of all uh, levels of experience and caliber, however you want to put that, come together and really as equals. You know, you'll have a guy who just came off of a, a, an arena tour who's there to jam some guitar, you know, and some kid who's like just learning to do the drums and just really wants to get into it. You know, so I love that kind of energy. You know, I mean, uh, you know, amongst musicians, regardless of. Uh, what you've accomplished or where you're at musically and your skill set, I feel like there should be at least, and a lot of times there is, just a common chord because, you know, while some of us get paid really well to do this, the people who are do are getting really paid really well to do this didn't do it because they wanted to get paid really well to do it. Right. We could be I could we could go to Wall Street or become doctors or well, we could have done all There's that stuff. Way easier ways to make money yeah, than what yeah. we do. Much man. cheaper way, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, I feel like I feel like at the end of the day, like there's a common thread that unites us all together. Genres, you know, age, uh, culture you come from, nation you come from, all those things don't really equate into that. And I feel like I feel like um like I was down in Trinidad and Tobago with my group and we were jamming outside of the house we were staying at and some local kids came and we all just jammed together and we didn't know each other. You didn't have to know each other. We could, there was, there was some guys there from Colombia. They don't, they didn't speak a lick of English, 
and they 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 are good still jamming us and i feel like that's the that's the chord and i'm kind of i get the sense that mojam mondays is a egalitarian utopian society for that night well yeah. I, I i also feel like the the art of the open jam is dying um you know it's you, you grow up and you read these stories about like Jimi Hendrix and them cats is like they would play a show and then they go to some local studio and they jam all night long and it's like yeah I grew up like jamming with people because I you know especially like when I was in college like there was a lot of like jazz players that I would jam with and like yeah. we we do these house jams like on Friday nights it was you you don't see as many of those open jams I mean we see a lot of open mic where right. somebody gets up with a guitar and does their thing but like an open jam where people just come together and just, no matter what the genre of music that it's not as prevalent as it used to be. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that's where you know it's funny you mentioned that. You know, I you don't see them much at all in the way that it used to be a thing. You know, and I feel like I feel like there's I'm a, I'm a type of performer and Soul Tribe especially is a type of group that really intricately prepares and composes. Even our sets have a lot of you know mapped out concepts, and inside of that, there's some improvisation. But there's there's so so saying that I highly value well thought out music, but you know that's like you know uh, um, sculpture versus oil on canvas. You know what I mean, or however you want to put it. It's not the same medium, you know. But it's we're still it's still music, and I feel like the jam medium is something that's more expressive, and it's it's part of our shared American heritage. I mean, really, it comes from jazz. You know, and which is American classical music. That's the America's great gift to the world. There's jazz and blues, and look, that's what everybody. So everybody's playing sub-evolved form of jazz and blues all around the world. Yeah, man, that's all. Since jazz and blues, that's really all that's happened is the descendants yeah. of, of jazz and blues. And yeah, man, I feel the same way. Like, I as a songwriter, obviously, I love scripted music because that's what a song is. is what, you know. right. yeah. But at the same time, like as a musician, like man, I love just. And not and, and when I talk about open jams, I'm not even talking. And this is cool too, but I'm not even talking about getting up and playing a cover tune that everybody knows. Like I love when you can just somebody starts playing a groove, just out of just pull it right at, right out of the air, yeah. and then the bass player picks up on it, and then the keyboard play. Like I love just flat out from scratch improvised music too. So there's that that whole world in between those two things. It's it's all in play, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and freestyle vocals too, you know, yeah. and that's, that to be fair is also a dying art form. Like I, I'm old enough that like I, I witnessed the end, the very tail end of b-boy culture. I mean, mm. some people tell you it's still around, you know, but the this kind of, you know, and not even just battle rapping, which is still, it's impressive, you know, it's off the dome, but that's more like competitive, but like just flying off the dome you know, expressive levels of, you know, lyrical, you know, uh, alchemy, you know, whether it's, whether it's in the rap format or, or sung or whatever it is, you know, it has, it has a value too, because it's really, its purpose is in that moment and maybe only in that moment. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, man, I interrupted you. You were going to, yeah, let's finish it up, I, right? I, I made you i made you pause on no jam monday yeah. because i was excited about the concept. Right, yeah. so let me, let, me yeah. let you get back on track yeah <laughs> so we got mojam mondays and then uh we're off to washington uh i'm sorry vancouver washington to play a show um uh with coloso and street level and then um eugene was on the map and we're announcing this 
like this weekend, but might as well be known. We had to, we had to cancel Eugene. We'll be back again in March. Um, the venue that we were working with uh, had some uh, issues with their plumbing or something like. Anyway, they're not able to do it. Yeah, so Eugene's going to have to wait, but you will be back there in just a few months. It's all right. And, yeah. and you know, for you, better they have plumbing problems now than while you're actually there. That's that's happened to us before. We actually had a, there was a major bathroom issue at a venue right. we were playing at one time. And uh, they actually had to, had to shut us down halfway through the set because it was a major bathroom plumbing issue. And you can imagine how bad a plumbing issue can get right. uh, in, a, in a bathroom. Uh, that's exactly what happened. So yeah, man, at least. Uh... <laughs> right. Well, and you know, and, and, and what a lot of people at home that maybe don't work in the bar industry might not understand that your liquor license is attached to the, your bathrooms and your, you know, your capacity is attached to your tables. And, you know, you can't, you can't, even if it's a small issue, if it's not running, you're shot out down for the night. So, you know, these little things all play into you know what makes a, a show come together unfortunately you guys never have to concern yourself with that if you're just going out to shows yeah if you're not the bar manager or the bar right. back the right. man is playing the night. and and if and if it happens while we're there i mean we went out in the parking lot and finished the set you know what i mean so yeah. but we'll yeah. still we'll still find a way to get you your money's worth but uh yeah i felt really bad for the venue that night because it was you know they can't we can go out in the parking lot and keep playing they can't yeah. keep selling alcohol so it worked out yeah yeah, okay for us in the end, but yeah. not for them, you know. So that's you know, that's that's the real bump, you know. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, but we'll be back. We're um already booking dates for March, April kind of area, and uh, we'll be back in the Pacific Northwest again. Right sure. on, right on, yeah. cool, cool, man. So so what's next for y'all then after you know the 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 second Salt Lake City date wraps up, you come home. Yeah. What's next for Soul Tribe? Um Next up, we, uh, we're back in the studio. We have a bunch of material that we've been developing. Um, and we also, one of the things we're going to be promoting on this tour is the, um, we're partnering with a nonprofit to um, help give shoes to homeless people. And let me explain this to you guys, because um, Cyrus Gonzalez, who passed away, Paul's son, he was just the very best kind of person, you know, it was the kind of son everybody would want. And um, one of the one of the stories about this young man, he was 19 when he passed. And the stories about this young man, he's a very fashionable dude. He loved high fat, you know, the sneakers with the names and the whole thing and the whatever and the whatnot, you know. And uh, he was um, he went to go eat with his girlfriend and he saw a homeless man who didn't have any shoes on. And he just told her, just wait a minute. And she saw him run outside, take the shoes off of his feet and hand them to the man, came back in his socks, finished his meal, and they went home together, you know? And so I think the very best way that we know how to um, honor him is by living through some of the examples and continuing the work on this earth that he's not present to do, he'll be present if we're continuing to march forward with that. So we partnered with Engine Athletics, and we're doing a series of Soul Tribe jerseys. Nice. And 100% of the proceeds, and we'll have a couple different options, 100% of the proceeds is going to shoes that we are um, putting towards some nonprofits, and then some we're going to go in our own hometown and pass out shoes. That's really beautiful, man. That's yeah. just unbelievably cool, man. I, yeah. Yeah. You know? 
Thanks, lot, of, lot of lot of respect for you guys for doing that man that's that's a beautiful cause you know yeah and and a great so. and, a, and a great way to honor the memory of someone who was a great person so yeah i agree know. yeah yeah man yeah well that's that's fantastic man that's fantastic so what else do you want people to know about your tour man what 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 can we say to anyone in that area who's thinking about coming out to check it out to check out soul tribe um I can say that what we've been working on is uh, for us, it, for people that maybe have seen us before, it's definitely an evolution in our sound. A lot of what we've done before is just tour nonstop. We've had a lot of time to really develop our set. Um, we're traveling with a lighting package that is now part of our performance, so which is going to be present in a lot of the dates. Um, you know, if you if you're uh, a fan of just really honest music that brings people together and you you want to be part of um our moment and meaning you're part of it included like we don't believe in fans you know we have friends that's it you know and we and while we might be on stage performing you know it's a shared experience and and i feel like i'm just as important to that moment as every person in the group in the crowd and i mean it's really it's not a crowd we're a group you know and together we you know i feel like we're gonna we're gonna really share a lot of that and and on top of it you're gonna see a lot of other groups that share in that same mentality like street level and pbt and coloso and these groups that are coming on to uh, be part of what we do and i feel like if you see soul tribe on a headlining tour like this one you know that every group that we're performing with is there because they're congruent and parallel with our philosophy. And you know that you're going to get not just an amazing show, but you're going to have a real connection and experience with those groups and all the people around you. Yeah, man, let me expand on that because um, you used a word in there that I really liked, honest. One, mm -hmm. of, one of my things, so I, you, obviously doing this podcast especially man you know how many bands i i hear you know and i hear everybody and my favorite thing about music what really attracts me to a band is honesty some form of originality we're, we're look we're using the same notes everybody else's but some kind of originality i'd say that about all the bands on this tour man is um because yeah man we're all we're all using the same notes and the same words right Mm -hmm. what can you do to set yourself apart and that's something i really like about every band on this tour is there's something at least a little different about what they're doing that sets them apart from everybody else and yeah. the honesty thing the integrity thing people talk about authenticity and sometimes they think that word means trying to be something that's already authentic but what it really means is doing something that's true to yourself yeah and and whether that's you know not pretending to be something you're not and and that's something all these bands have in common man is all these bands are like they do something a little different and there's a there's a lot of honesty a lot of integrity a lot of personal authenticity that that comes off of all these bands so it's it's a beautiful thing to be a part of you're not seeing the same old thing if you uh, you know if you're if you're jaded by the same old thing this ain't the same old thing come out come out and check out these bands come out and check out soul tribe perfect by tomorrow coloso 
check out these bands. These are good bands that satisfy all those criteria. Yeah. And I, and I, I like to put a, um, you know, put a, put a point on top of that, that to be authentic doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have similarities because sometimes an authentic voice sounds like other authentic voices. So you don't have to while out and find, just, you know, trying too hard to be, you know, something different, you know, I mean, great art is vulnerable and it takes chances. And that vulnerability is your, is your, um, is yourself in its most true form exposed to the world. And in an essence, you know, there's nothing more true than being uh, honest with yourself and then expressing that to a group of people. And that's the kind of music that moves me. It's the kind of film and art that moves me. And I think, I think that goes across the board for, you know, just the basic value. Yeah. You know, I think in our genre, a lot of what makes that is the infusion of your other natural influences that come with it. You know, none of us grew up in Kingston in 1975. We're not going to sound like, you know, wailing souls. We're not going to sound like black. You know, it's not, it's not going to sound like that. It's, you have to be willing to let that out of yourself. You have to be willing to say, you know, this isn't always going to be strictly reggae because I have all these influences and all these things are going to come out. But what it does is it makes, that's what makes Soul Tribe what it is. That's what makes Street Level yeah. what it is. That's what makes yeah. Perfect by Tomorrow and Coloso. It's like you have to take all those influences through yourself and let it out. And that's that's where that that's where that honesty and integrity comes well, from. Well, and I feel like that was reggae music's purpose from the very jump. Like if you look at the history of reggae music, it started out with there were there were Jamaican singers who were singing in American accents copying, you know, Motown and this kind of stuff. And it's fine. They did it. They're efficient at doing that. And then at some point they said, you know, our language has a value. Our culture has value. And they, and, and when, when that clicked in the Jamaican community, it it sprouted music that changed the world. And I feel like if, if you play reggae music and you don't understand that when you hear about roots and culture, that, that's their expression to their roots and culture. And you need to, you need to come find your roots and culture and put it into the thing that you do. Exactly, man. Exactly. And it's funny, you know, going back then, a lot of what Americans would consider to be like the quintessential reggae being Bob Marley and how much flack he took from them distorted electric guitar solos. When yeah. when the Whalers kind of became almost you know when they when they added that rock sound when Chris Blackwell signed them and they they kind of got that, that rock that sound to them. organ and all that stuff. That's yeah, yeah, man, like they took a lot of flack because they were considered not traditional and reggae wasn't even that old at that point, and they were considered right. not traditional. So it's like that that's what you have to do. And and you know Peter Tosh and Steel Pulse and like they all had the, those own flavors that went in with it, and it's like. Yeah. That's what an artist is, man. Whatever's coming out of you is coming out. Don't put restrictions and limits on what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. Should we just stop there? Are we did we that's we dropped it. enough? I mean, we, I mean we, yeah. <laughs> that's perfect, man. I love that. That's it. We must stop. You there. Know, we can only have so much wisdom coming from Anthony in one episode. We're gonna have to save more for future <laughs> episodes. <laughs> and one of these days we'll do the, the 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 how not to get screwed in the music business podcast, but. Right. But no, no, man, I, it's been an absolute pleasure, obviously, having you back on here, man. And um, 
and I know you're going to come back on the next when you're ready to drop another recording or anything, man. Right. But anything else you want to you want to talk about, man? Anything else you want to say? And obviously, drop your socials, your website, all that stuff, everything. Yes, you know you can find us soultrap.net. Uh, Instagram is really the platform that we do most social media expression through, but we're on Facebook as well, and you can find us there. Um, I mean. I just, I really got to put it forward to Michelle Richards. Yeah. I just got to say it again. You know, I think there's a lot of groups out there that uh, they need their Michelle. Because this lady's just, she's pulled for us and she continues to. And her being in the way that she does it is a, is a great representation of how we want to be represented. And I just, Michelle, I love you so much. And I'm just grateful to you. And all the guys are grateful to you. Thank yeah. You. She's, she's amazing. Like I, I had, we had always completely 100% self-managed self, whatever. Yeah. And, um, I had been approached by people in the past and it was always like, nah, no, nah. like we're very insular. We handle everything in house. Mm-hmm. Michelle was the first person who made me think, Hey, Hey, wait a second. You know, maybe, maybe here's somebody that's, that I can trust somebody, you know, and, and that's, that's the impact that she had on my life was that I was never going to relinquish any control. And then I met Michelle and it's like, well, you know, here's someone who I wouldn't mind, uh, being represented by we're working on my behalf because that's, it's, yeah. she's just that great. She's that amazing of a person. So I'm sure we're, when she sees when this drops on Monday and she sees this, she's going to be embarrassed, but uh, we can get away with it now because she's not here to tell us to stop. That's it. <laughs> Very good. Man. Very good. All right, brother. I'm going to see you soon. And, yeah. uh, and man, best wishes out there, obviously. So I love soul tribe. I love Anthony of soul tribe. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And if if you're familiar with soul tribe and you can get up to the Pacific Northwest, Salt Lake city, go check this out. If you're not familiar with soul tribe and you can't get the, then go online, check out everything Soul Tribe has to offer, and check them when they come to your town. And Anthony, I, I love you, brother, and I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Thank, Thank you, so much, Thank you so much for coming back on Talking Reggae, man. You take care of yourself, all right? You too, bro. Yeah, brother. One love, man. One love. Say goodbye until the next time we laugh together again. I'm so grateful this time I've had with you, my friend. Good.